It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your first order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you enjoy the bye week? Was it a good day of football watching for you? It's it's always interesting watching in the bye week. You know, it's you, you kind of get a more analytic view because you don't have like the kind of uh, fandom nerves and 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 you know excitement for game day. It's it, you can just actually just watch. I mean, I'm on the West Coast, so I can I can watch it uh, with a cup of coffee on the couch. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty early in the morning, uh, and just kind of absorb it. And it was an interesting Sunday of football to to be uh, just a kind of a bystander and, and just watching, you know, what what's happening across the league. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, one of my big takeaways is the, the more that you watch these games without the Cowboys really being in contention, the more that you see just how good of a quarterback Dak Prescott is. Because yeah. I'm watching all these games, and it's like. Okay, I don't want that quarterback instead of Dak. Even the guys, even guys that generally people think of as better quarterbacks than Dak, like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I've watched him the last four weeks now. Really struggle when you know they have to, you know, when the game is on him to win it. Right when there's finally pressure to, hey, Russell Wilson, you've got to score thirty points in this game. We're seeing, you know, a lot of turnovers. Ten turnovers after the last three weeks for Russell Wilson. Just yeah. not playing good football. So yeah. that was really one of my big takeaways was. The Cowboys are so fortunate to have Dak because there's just not that many good quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and I think the big thing I got out of it was that you know there's really only one elite team, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and 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 I think that outside of that, there are some teams that have uh, you know some pretty good records, uh, but the, but have pretty serious flaws. I mean, I watched a little bit of that Green Bay Packers game. Uh, and, oh yeah, and, and, for and sure. They, they won that game against Jacksonville, but I mean Jacksonville gave them everything that they can handle, and and the Green Bay offense again for at least the second week in a row did not look spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. So no, Jacksonville uh, had a chance to win that game late. Yeah, and I think I that mean, you know, I just it just feels like uh, as much as we. Uh, uh, you know, kind of look at the Cowboys and look at how far they are off from from some of the what we think to be the elite teams. Uh, a little bit uh, closer examination shows you that all these teams have pretty serious weaknesses in some form or the uh, or another, and, uh, and and there isn't really a a you know we mentioned the Chiefs, but even the Chiefs have uh, have holes in, on their team. Um, sure. So it's it's just it's just fascinating because we kind of we get 
you know, we get very myopic. We get very myopic about how, um, you know, how our team is doing and how we think that our team is doing relative to the larger NFL. But when you actually get a chance to kind of sit down and, and look at the rest of the league, uh, just with, with very clear eyes and not kind of through the context of your own fandom, uh, it, it, it's sobering to, to show you that, yeah, there are lots of teams out there that have much better records than the Cowboys, but aren't necessarily, you know, I, I mean, maybe the, the way the Cowboys are constituted right now, but they aren't necessarily uh, uh, better assembled teams than the Cowboys. I, I feel for like the long they, term. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For the long term. For the long term. Yeah. It's just, it just, you know, the Cowboys have had some injury, uh, bad injury luck. Uh, and some no, that's breaks. that's very, that's very that's an understatement. Some very bad kind, very kind yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was watching Arizona yesterday in a game that they should have lost to Buffalo, but you know, you're you're looking at them and the way they built their roster compared to the Cowboys, and you know, you really go across the board. Maybe Hopkins is better than any receiver the Cowboys have, but I like the Cowboys' receiving core better. I actually like some of their defensive talent better, and yet they're, you know, what are they six and three now and at the top of the the NFC West? So it's just like. I don't know. I, I guess when I was watching these games, it made me feel better about the Cowboys' long-term future that it's not going to take them that long to rebuild this and get back into contention. And also, you know, I'm going to bring up Seattle again. I think Seattle is a really good uh, example of why you're never just one player away from, uh, you know, on defense from being a Super Bowl contender. You know, I think Seattle thought, and I know a lot of Cowboys fans thought this too, but. They thought that if they trade for Jamal Adams, everything is going to be fixed on defense and they're going to be fine. Jamal Adams has not been great this yeah. year and he really hasn't he hasn't helped their defense at all. And in fact, he might be hurting them a little bit because of some of his problems in coverage. And now Seattle's without two first round picks over the next couple of years. I just think in today's NFL, while having superstars is great. I kind of think having, you know, 15, 16 guys on defense that you feel good about that aren't going to kill you might be the right way to go on defense. What do you think, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, chasing that uh, – and the Cowboys, I think, have a a problem here where they have history of this working, and I I feel like because of that, everyone's – you know, and what I guess I'm referring to is – is the Charles Haley method, right? Like you're 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 mm-hmm. one superstar on defense away from making your defense uh, the you know the best defense in football, and, and that the Cowboys. I just think the NFL's changed so much. Since yeah, then, though. I I know. I, I totally agree, and I think that's the problem is is that the Cowboys are still kind of chasing that methodology, right? Like they think that they have a good defense, and oh, we just need that one guy to get us over the top, and 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 the truth of the matter is is that. It's not so much like that anymore. You know, you need uh, uh, players like that on every level, and then you need a, uh, a you know a consistent, solid base of players that can come in as rotational players. Uh, because you know that's the thing is that even in most modern defenses, guys aren't playing ninety percent of the snaps all the time. There's a ro- healthy rotation going a lot, so you just need like a high level of competency across the board. And I think that's more effective than, you know, maybe necessarily having three or four superstars with scrubs. Yeah. Again, a lot that we took away from week 10. And this is why, this is why I do like the bye week because it kind of lets you reset and reconsider things and watch games that we're not necessarily invested in. So, uh, just a, it was a, a nice bye week. I think we needed it, Landon. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the results of week 10 that benefited the Cowboys. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. Um, I want to first start off with this. Week 10 was a successful week for the Cowboys yeah. for a, a number of different reasons. Um, first and foremost, the Eagles lost. And... The, the, I mean, we can get into the tanking stuff and all that kind of stuff, but it's just nice to see the Eagles lose, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, really I mean, what I wanted just, to say. Just, like, just as a as a standalone thing, Correct. Uh, the Eagles losing is a positive, yes. And with the way that they lost to with, you know, Carson Wentz playing so bad. And, you know, I, I mean, I know they're going to blame – Eagle fans are going to blame injuries and all that kind of stuff too, but, like – I think there's like some real, real concern in Philadelphia now about Carson Wentz and you know whether or not he's a, a franchise quarterback. And listen, as somebody who has really nothing to root for this season, uh, that's that's good for my soul. Uh, but in terms of how this helps the Cowboys, uh, currently because of the Giants winning. Uh, because of some of these other teams uh, uh, winning that were close to Cowboys in the standings, they have the number three p- pick right now. Um, the only other team that's really close to them and potentially gaining that is Washington. Uh, but Washington has a tiebreaker over the Cowboys. It also helps that the Cowboys are now one and a half games back of the division uh, after the Eagles lost yet again. And I don't know, Landon, if you've looked at the Eagles' schedule uh, over the next <laughs> wow. couple weeks. It's absolutely brutal. They play at Cleveland. They play Seattle. They play at Green Bay. They've got the Saints at the Cardinals. It's a rough, rough stretch for Philadelphia. So I know the Cowboys have not been playing great this season, but the division is still right there for the Cowboys to take it if they want it. Yeah, Do they want it. Yeah, if they want it. Yeah, you know, I I posted yesterday that the the uh, is it the 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 predator theme, the predator meme where, where the, where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers have got their yeah. arms combined, yeah. you know? And, and to me, it was the two sides were team tank and team win the division. And, and the, the hand clasp was the giants losing because the giants losing, like you mentioned, helps with the Cowboys draft stock. It also helped. I mean, the giants winning helps with the, with the, uh, the, the, the Cowboys draft stock. And it also helps with the division as well. Um, so I, uh, I think that this is an interesting was an interesting week simply for the, the, the sake that all of Cowboys Nation seemed to be combined on this fact, right? And 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 kind of uh, uh, you know just united for for a common goal somehow. Even though the, the, I guess the goals aren't sure. the same, but I guess the goal being the Cowboys doing well. It's just two methodologies of of how well, the, how we get. I there. I think we're, we're going to take whatever happens now. Like if they beat Minnesota in Week Eleven. Cool. You know, Dallas could potentially be a half a game out going into Week Twelve. You yeah, know, which I, suddenly, weird, right? which it's suddenly like, you would make that Thanksgiving game incredibly meaningful. Yeah, it's weird because it's like part of you is you don't get to a spot where you feel uh, equally good about both outcomes very often, no. right? Like it's and that's kind of where the Cowboys are at right now. It's like, look, uh, could they be playing for something? You know, maybe a playoff spot. I, I don't know what's going to happen beyond that, but I, I, I think you know it's it's 
I mean, it's not the worst to, I guess, win the division for no reason. Uh, but except especially for the in a year when you're pick, down right? four quarterbacks or whatever, yeah, right? Like, I mean, how I, cool would it be to brag to Eagle fans that we we won the division with Ben DiNucci and Giller, Garrett Gilbert? Yeah, like I said, it, it really is. It's it's odd times, right? That both feel kind it's of like good out, or at least not good, but just acceptable outcomes, right? It's just that's where we are with it. You know, I think the funny thing is that you know it sounds like they're going to try to get. Um, Andy Dalton back up this week, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know whether a decision like that is, you know, is is more of a tank move or more of a go for it move. I, I have honestly I have no, no idea. idea because because I, I think that you saw what you saw from Gilbert last week, and I think, you know, that was encouraging. And I think that if 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 this was any other year, you would feel like okay, obviously Gilbert's got a hot hand. Let's let's see what he can do. Um. But I mean, I, I just I don't I don't get the anticip- I don't feel like that's actually going to happen. I feel like what's going to happen is they'll put Dalton back in there, and that that may be beneficial for, you know, it may be beneficial for the Cowboys because of the soft tank aspects of it. It may be beneficial for the Cowboys because maybe Andy Dalton does enough to uh, earn himself a, a another look next year, and 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 maybe you get. Uh, uh, some kind of comp pick for him. Um, you know, it's it's still, you know, I, we're kind of at the point now where I, we're reading the tea leaves of all the decisions they make, right? And 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 mm-hmm. trying to trying to decipher what are they actually trying to do here. Uh, and and I and honestly, there are such uh, kind of bad choices at certain spots right now that it's really hard to tell whether. Uh, the t- the decisions they're making are decisions that are, you know, in the effort of trying to win the division or uh, w- trying to facilitate a higher draft pick. And and, and I think well, what would you like we're going to have problems do? deciphering well, that for the rest of the season, honestly. And, and I am I'm again I'm the same way. I we talked about when Dak first went down. I wanted to see this team just improve and get better. To Mike McCarthy's credit, I think the last. At least two weeks, they played yeah. much better football. I agree. But but what do you want them to do, Landon? Because I, I think all of us know the reality is they're not winning the Super Bowl. They're probably not even going to compete in a playoff game. And they probably won't win the division either. But do you want to see them try to do everything possible to potentially to to win? You know this to, to try to win this division. I I just don't know. Like I, I you know here's here's what I would definitely like. I would definitely like to see the defense continue to play better. You know, I th- I think it would be heartening uh to a large degree to see uh the defense continue to try to improve a little bit. Uh if the, if that means, you know, um the the defensive interior playing with better football, if that means Randy Gregory uh, uh kind of still accelerating his his return um all those things i think are positives that can potentially roll over into next year right i don't really know where the offensive line you know i I mean off well that's kind of freudian but i don't really know where the offense can go from here you know it's like without with with the offensive line in the state that it's in you're not probably going to get tyron smith you're not going to get lael collins coming back this year you maybe you get Brandon Knight uh, uh, this week or next week, right? Uh, uh, as as a replacement yeah, yep. for uh, for Steele, and maybe that stabilizes things a little bit. I think you know, for me, 
I I just don't have a ton of confidence that Andy Dalton is necessarily going to take this team on a deep playoff run. But if if they simply could, you know, play well enough that it started to give you confidence that okay, this group is starting to it, the 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 coach's message is starting to disseminate down to these guys. They're starting to get it a little bit. Uh, and if they show you something before the end of the year, you know, I think that has value. Um, that has something that that is uh, gives you confidence rolling into the next season. I think that that is a good thing uh that is something that's overlooked when you talk about team tank right that that you know the, what's what's the, the downside of team tank well uh you know the, the culture aspects of it you know it is is and i and i think that some of that can be overblown especially on a team that has had winning ways before but right, right. i do think i do think that there is a uh there is a positive to seeing this team start to get it a little more and in a way that, that maybe they didn't get early in the season. And if that translates to a few more wins uh, and, and maybe a little bit lower draft pick than what we are anticipating right now, you know, that's, uh, that's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, I think that, I think that ultimately getting a high draft pick and trading down and getting a bevy of picks uh, while for some team that's trying to trade up for a quarterback, I think that's best case scenario for the off season. I, I yeah. But I, I think that at the same time, we shouldn't be looking at this team, you know, kind of congealing a little bit and, 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 and rallying behind this coaching staff if that's what's happening uh, and winning some games as a bad thing, you know? And I think that that's, I think that there's a, there's a danger out there that uh, people trying to feel like that winning football games uh, is, is bad. And, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to go that far. You know, I think that it's, I think there is something to, you know, a, a, a forward motion uh, in, in the the kind of working working relationship between the coaching staff and the players. I agree. I, I do think there's a lot of value in finding ways to win games, especially when things have gone wrong. Right when you're without top players, without your quarterback, I I believe there's a ton of value in that. I do want to paint a scenario for you, Landon. <laughs> there are two scenarios, right? Over the next two weeks, the Cowboys will play the Minnesota Vikings and they'll play the Washington football team at home on Thanksgiving. There is a scenario in which we are we're enjoying our turkey on Thanksgiving Day and the Cowboys are first place in the NFC East through 12 weeks. Like that, That's not that inconceivable if they beat two teams that are uh, below 500. There's also a scenario where if the Cowboys lose both of those games, they're pretty much planted into that top three spot. You know, if they happen to lose to Washington, they won't jump them. Uh, the Chargers have a game coming up against the Jets, which they'll probably win. Uh, the Cowboys could either be the third pick or potentially hosting a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely crazy, and for the the fact that there's a there's a decent chance that the game on Thanksgiving will actually matter to both teams for the division. Uh, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate, amazing flavors, and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first box at BuiltBar.com. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. One last thing that I wanted to talk about on today's show, and this is actually coming from an article by uh, our friend Mike Fisher at, at Cowboys SI, talking about re-signing Alden Smith. I know there's a lot of people... Uh, last week that we're wondering about it, Jerry Jones uh, went, on, went on 105.3, the fan, and said that the team would love to bring back Alden Smith. Um, Fish kind of laid out some some reasons why the Cowboys might not be able to bring him back. He cited the Robert Quinn uh, scenario from last year where you know he performed so well that he kind of outpriced himself in Dallas. What do you anticipate happening with Alden Smith? <sighs> I think it's it's going to be it's an interesting question because and I think the reason one of the reasons that it's so interesting is that you know it's it it kind of includes all the stuff that we're talking about right like it's it's uh you know what is the relationship with Alden Smith and this defensive coordinator? What's the defensive coordinator's situation? Is he going to be back next year? What's the def- what's the you know relationship with the the line coach and Alden Smith because this is you know, obviously there's some uh, some relationship there as well, you know, and I, I think that part of it too has been, what have we gotten out of Alden Smith? Uh, what, you know, what, what's his, what's his, what's his pay going to be, you know, because I, I think that well, that's, you, a, that's really the question too, because I think we've seen a pretty different player over the last month, right? Yeah, I do too. And I think that, you know, that's the, that will obviously ultimately kind of dictate what, what the pricing is going to be. And I think pricing is going to be the key thing here, right? I don't know that the Cowboys are looking to sign uh, Alden Smith to some, you know, uh, uh, elite pass rusher contract. He's uh, not going to get the same deal that Quinn got either, right? Yeah. Quinn was like $11 million per season or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I, that was the part of the article that I kind of disagreed with Fish on is that is that I just don't I don't believe that he's due for that that sort of – huge payday right like i just think unless unless he kind of turns things back around you know in in the second half of the season maybe he does maybe the the week off helps helps his legs get under him a little bit um and maybe he you know it it kind of gets back into the rhythm of of things and, and and starts kind of back on course to where he was and then if that's the case then you know maybe he does but i i i don't see anticipate him getting you know, 10 sacks, you know, uh, like, like Quinn did or multiple double digit sacks like Quinn did. Uh, and I, and again, I think that also you look at him, he's 31 years old and he, you know, and, and hasn't played football in, in, uh, in yeah. a long time. And, and, and I think if anything, the, the past month, probably shows you the, a little bit of the uh, of the of the of the issues with this right like of, of you know this is what happens and you know he comes back he's, he's he's an incredible athlete but but the wear and tear of the league has has you know probably worn him down a little bit so i you know i don't anticipate him having some sort of 
you know, huge market that is going to, you know, especially in a year that it looks like the, the, the pass rush class coming out of the, out of the draft is, is decent, you know, or at least deep, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I, I would say that I, I think that he is, it, you know, there's definitely a path here where, uh, uh, the, the kind of tapering off of his season, uh, plus the relationship that he has with the coaching staff. I mean, I, I can't speak to if it's a good relationship or not. I just know that they, there is past there, right? Uh, and then, you know, the 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 thought process, the, the relationship with Mike McCarthy, because I think McCarthy was a little bit involved in getting bringing him back as well. Uh, and then, then you know, the, the whatever he feels, if, if he does feel any beholdens to the Cowboys because they gave him a second shot. I, I think that this, all of this can give, uh, could, could provide a situation where the Cowboys get Alden Smith for uh, a couple more years on a relatively cheap deal, especially for what he is. Uh, but at, at the same time, if he's deciding that he wants to, uh, you know, look for a big payday, he's trying to get uh, some of that money back. I, you know, I, he may be able to go out there and find some team that's willing to pay him a, a lot of money. And, and if that's the case, I can't imagine the Cowboys, especially with the way that Randy Gregory has just popped right back in and, and played well, uh, that they're like chomping at the bit to pay Alden Smith a big money contract at this point at 31 years old when uh, we've seen about yeah. a, a month worth of good production and then a month worth of of okay, not so great production. So here's what I would say for Alden Smith. First of all, the the production has dropped so much in the last four weeks. <clears throat> Just four total pressures, again, in the last four games. He had nine against the Giants alone in week five. So just not the same player. And it could be, you know, he's quite a bit heavier than he was before. Maybe he's got some tired legs. You know, that's that could be factoring in. I think I think I'd be more likely to re-sign him if Randy Gregory wasn't here, right? Because then you're looking for a starting caliber defensive end. If you're looking for somebody that could be your defensive end, you know, defensive end three or edge rusher three. I don't think that's necessarily all that hard to find, and I think you can find it cheaper than probably what Alden Smith is going to get. I'm guessing Alden's going to want to get paid, so he might get seven, eight million dollars for one year in the open market. Dallas is probably not going to pay that. Uh, they've got some guys they like in Bradley and I and Dorrance Armstrong. I think those guys could fill into that spot if needed, but I also think the draft is pretty loaded at that spot as well. So I just think this is going to be one of these things where. He, We'll know more by the end of the season if Alden Smith continues to, to struggle, and you know it's pretty clear he's the third best defensive end on this roster. They'll probably be okay with it letting him go if he dominates, and you know he's back to the to, the player we saw in the first you know four or five games of the season. That might make it a little tougher. But um, any last thoughts on Alden Smith and the Cowboys before we head out? Yeah, I would just say that you know generally I wouldn't assume that. You know, I, there may be an assumption on the on the Joneses' part that 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 Alden Smith feels beholden to them because of giving him the second chance. I you know I don't know that I would assume that so much. You know, I, I think that, yeah. that he's he's probably going to do what's best for him, and and if he's able to get big money, I don't know that he's going to necessarily turn it down just because the Cowboys took a chance on him. So yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, if if it if it's uh, you know kind of middling starter money and uh you know he's just looking for a spot you know maybe he's here in dallas he knows what the deal is maybe he's comfortable with it 
Um, and so maybe that provides an opportunity for him to come back. But at the same time, you know, maybe he didn't like his experience here. So maybe, maybe that he's looking to get out of, out of town. So I think we just, it's hard for us to know right now. And we'll know, we'll know more of the next seven games, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll know. I think we'll have a pretty good idea by the end of December, what's going to happen with, uh, with Alden Smith. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McColeBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.